isolation and everything that you mentioned, it's easy. That, that's the easy route. And it's easy because you don't have to worry about folks challenging you. You don't have to worry mm-hmm. about the objections. You don't have to worry about the, the stigma, which, which is obviously something um, that we're all trying to tear down. But it's, that is why that route is easy, because you don't have to worry about that. So where, what, when you did mention the strength comes when you do reach out for help, when you do take that first step, when you do walk through those doors. Well- I'm allowed to take up space. Sobriety is scary. That's why Untapped Keg explores different perspectives of sobriety and mental health so that you know you are not alone. Hopefully, you can find something you can implement into your own life. Sobriety and mental health are topics that often are uncomfortable and complex. We do not shy away from any conversation. But you should know we try to be respectful. But there's always room to learn and grow. Everyone is welcome here, as you are, and you will be respected. We are not medical professionals and do not give medical advice. Please seek medical care if you need it. Now let's get to the show. Hey, you. Thanks for tapping into some Untapped Keg podcast where we explore the different perspectives of sobriety and mental health so that you can take something and implement it into your life. Here, we believe there's only one right way to sobriety. That's the way that works for you. I'm RJ Zimmerman. And before we start, I'd like to talk about untappedkeg.com slash community. If you go there, you can be a part of the show. Before this episode, you heard an affirmation that was read by somebody in the community like you. Community is off social media. It is anonymous if you'd like to remain anonymous. And it's free to sign up. Just a bunch of like-minded individuals looking to grow, find their best life, and honestly, uh, interact with myself and maybe some other people who have been on the show. So please go to untappedkeg.com slash community and join the discussion today and leave them affirmation. With that being said, another piece of the community is uh, here at Untapped Keg, we've started endorsing other coaches and courses. And the first one is Jake Yoder at Natural Highs Coaching. If you're interested in mentorship for getting sober and thriving in sobriety, book a free call with Jake Yoder, founder of the Natural Highs Coaching Program, which uses mindfulness and holistic health to help you cultivate inner peace and find purpose in your sober life. Jake has been on a recovery and spiritual growth journey for nine years and has helped hundreds of people all over the world with mindset and lifestyle shifts to reach new levels of well-being and sobriety. On the call, Jake will help you explore the root causes that, of the suffering that led to addiction and provide you insights and resources to help you feel great naturally in sober life. You can book that call today by following the link in the show notes below. And Jake is there for you. He's not there for the money. He wants to help you grow. And on that call, if you two don't vibe, he will recommend somebody else to you, recommend a different route, or you know, he just, he's not going to accept your money. And that is why we endorse him here at Untapped Cake. Now, today's episode is really fun and really special. This is the last episode of 2022. And we are here with our good friend, someone who has been on many, many of the episodes, 
Monte Ball. How you doing, big fella? What's up, man? Oh my goodness, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's been quite some time, quite some time, and I'm excited to be here. I, I want I want updates. I want updates on Untapped Keg. I, I want to share updates. I want to I want to figure out how it's been going for you, the community, everybody who's been part of this, uh, all, all of the above. But I'm doing well. Excited to be here. I'm excited for you to be here too. I mean, you know, let's start with a big one. Where are you living now? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a huge life transition in a good way. Uh, Denver, Colorado, living in the mountains a mile high up. Um, loving it. Obviously, I was living there back in 2013 to 2015 and wanted to go ahead and get back there. Um, and it's been going well. So made the transition in July of this year and um, haven't turned back. have not turned back. Uh, so it's been it's been going well. Been going well for me there. So. <clears throat> You moved to you moved to Denver and you're working, you know, in in the field really. How yeah. has that been? Has it been um, rewarding or you know has it been difficult? I mean, obviously a, a move across the country uh, is a transition of in and of itself. But how has a the work in the field been, and then b um, have you been able to utilize different strategies to kind of uh make it easier on yourself yeah 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 so <clears throat> yeah so with the position that i'm in right now so it's with sandstone care uh the treatment treatment provider um providing a continuum of care um, for teens and young adults from the age of 13 to 30 and what i mean by continuum of care is what we're talking about is obviously we have residential right so we got inpatient and outpatient services um for that age group and it's been going very well, actually, very well. Difficult at first, obviously, just understanding the different systems that they use, different processes, all that, all the above. But once I was able to sort of get the training wheels off and, and really just fly down the hill full speed, um, it's been going extremely well for me because I want to continue to be in service for those who struggle with substance use um, disorder. And what better way to continue this mission than to be utilizing my skill set, everything that I've learned, obviously my lived experience with substance use disorder and providing my knowledge, my experience to those who are young, right? Our teens who are experiencing a significant amount of stress. Um, their bodies are changing, their emotions are changing. Emotional regulation is something that we talk about a lot, but that allows for me to speak to teens. I get to chat with them. I get to chat with families and the family groups, um, parents, caregivers, all of the above, and just provide that encouragement and hope, right? Um, that was allowed for that allowed for me to get to where I'm at today, right? I would not be where I'm at today if it wasn't for folks who were on this journey chatting with me, pulling me to the side, saying, "Hey, uh, maybe this will work better for you. Maybe this will go well for you." Or it's okay if you have minor setbacks. Just make sure that we continuously push forward and all that stuff. And so it's been extremely rewarding to answer your question. Very rewarding um, for me to continue to do this. And some of the systems that I've been using to sort of help myself out with managing stress um honestly it's been work man it's it's <laughs> it's really been work obviously a lot that we've talked about here on untapped keg where it's um again where it's the emotional intelligence understanding 
um, what it is that I suffered with before. So making sure that I approach every single day with the mindset of making sure I understand what's coming out of my mouth, making sure that I put a smile on my face, making sure that I'm providing myself with positive affirmations in the morning when I look at myself in the mirror or when I look at the ceiling of my bedroom um, with post-its and all that stuff. So I just make sure that I continue to take care of myself in the morning before I step out and try to help others. And so I will say that's something that I've really learned here on Untapped Keg with you, of course. Um, and then I had to take some time to step away just to figure out where I'm going next in my life. Um, so it's been a very rewarding process. And now with all of that said, I think the biggest piece is the service, right? As I shared earlier, it's that service part. Service is a huge part of recovery. And you know that just as well as I do, most likely even better than I do. And so I'm getting glad to be here and just really just want to catch up, catch up yeah. and, and hear everything that's going on, man. Well, you know, I, you're saying service. Um, yeah. Would you say that you're finding like your passion there too? Like helping people, does it like ignite this, the feelings inside of you that are like, I can't wait to do more of this? Or is it, and it, this is something that is cyclical. Like, you know, you have mm. your peaks and your valleys with it where a job becomes a job at a certain point. There are moments of it. But then how often is it that you see your passion again? You get that ignition of, I love doing this. This is what, this is what I really enjoy. Yeah, really good question. I would have to say that comes about on the weekends, right? No one wants to work on the weekends. Everybody knows that. No one wants to do it. But um, at times I will get phone calls on the weekends from uh, a hospital, right? A hospital will say, hey, we got John Doe, Jane Doe looking for detox and they want to get admitted into sandstone care. And so then I will have to call Jane or John Doe, speak with them, right? Get their information, chat with them about what it is that they are struggling with. Obviously it's detox. So we know it's substance, right? That they're trying to recover from, get clean from in order to then step into inpatient treatment or rather outpatient treatment, whichever works for them. But for me, it's, it is that passion, right? Um, I'll be laying down watching some college football on my phone or ring and I will turn the TV off, pause it, what have you, and make sure that I am giving my undivided attention to um, Jane or John Doe, whoever it is that I'm speaking with, just to make sure that they understand that we are here to take care of them. We care about what they're struggling with and we will help them out. And so for me, that is my service. That is my passion. That is something that I love doing because after the phone calls, after I chat with our admissions department, after I make sure that everything is taken care of in our system and that they have transportation even to the facility, I then sit down on my couch. Uh, and this happens every single week on the weekend. I'll sit down on my couch and I always tend to smile. I tend to smile because I remember when I was at that low point and I just wanted for somebody just to help me. And so it's something that I really enjoy doing because it's service, it's rewarding, and for my own selfish reasons, as I explained, it makes me feel good about myself too. <laughs> Yeah, but that's important. That's something that you and I both learned uh, mm. over the course of the podcast is selfish doesn't necessarily mean bad, right? Sure. We always put these negative connotations on a selfish, but if you don't put yourself first, if you don't put yourself, and that doesn't mean always putting yourself first, right? right. But it does mean that there are more times that you need to, okay, I need to help myself today because I, otherwise I just don't have it. And if you don't, if you don't fill your cup up, how are you gonna be able to fill others up? If, if you don't, you know, it's that self-care it goes back to self-care. There exactly. are times 
that you need to be selfish. And even as a parent, sometimes you need to be selfish where, you know what? I'm just not feeling it today. So we're going to play video games and watch tablets for most of the day because I just need to get through the day. And I, I used to, I would feel guilty about that not too long ago, but now it's like, okay, we're going to do this today, but tomorrow we're going to learn to tie shoelaces. We're going to go play together. We're going to do more together, but you know, having that ability to be like, I just don't have it today. And instead of emptying myself completely so that tomorrow I don't have it, it's taking that time to recharge. So of course, and if you're getting that from work, like that's a, that's a heck of a blessing. And that's something that, um, you know, you have to learn the hard way a lot of the time. It is, it is. And I, I will say that I'm, I'm, um, I'm very grateful for the opportunity. Um, you know, I was working, I was working, what is today's days? Uh, I was working yesterday. Right. Um, and obviously we get holidays and all that stuff. And, and today being the, an observed holiday, right. I was working this morning, uh, when I'm not even supposed to, but it's one of those things where I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying this field. I really am. And for those who may not understand, if I did not give the greatest explanation of what it is, again, it's a treatment provider and, and we just help out people, teens and young adults who are suffering from substance use disorder. Um, so this all falls in line, in line with everything that we've talked about since 2020, RJ with Untapped Keg to today. And, um, and it's been extremely rewarding. It has been. Um, I'm, 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 I'm lucky. I am lucky. Very lucky. Because um, without the support that I've had from you, my family, everybody else, uh, there's absolutely no way I'd be in the position I am today. I mean that. Yeah, I hear you there. I uh, mm-hmm. I really hear you there because it's, um, yeah, we go through life thinking that we have to do it alone, right? That if you reach out, if you lean on other people, somehow you're weak. Uh, but you learn, and if you're honest with yourself. You've gotten nowhere by yourself. Uh, There's always been people. There's been team. It's been a community. And so really understanding that it's not just strong to reach out and lean on somebody. Like It's actually weak to isolate and keep yourself from people. And trying to fight through life without support of anybody, right? Or without with thinking that, uh, you know, just digging yourself deeper into a hole that, you know, you won't be able to get out of like, that is what we think being strong is, is being quiet, not feeling emotions, being there for everybody else, putting yourself last and sacrificing yourself. Right. That's kind of the trope that we made strong people into being right mm. hyper independence all that does is dig us into a hole that we will never be able to dig out of if we continue that cycle and when you open up and you're vulnerable and you reach out for help and you say i can't do this and you're putting yourself in a position to be able to accept that help like that is true strength and then you can turn around and be there for people and that is you know, that has been something that has been difficult for me to not just see, but 
actually do reach out for help. Um, just because it's been so much of my life is if I reach out for help, like I'm a failure at some point, like internally, like mm. I suck as a person cause I need help and realizing that, no, that's actually, uh, that's not just not true. Like that is the absolute opposite of what true strength is. So, uh, yeah, having that, yeah, that yeah. is, you know, it's great to have that community, build that community and be there. Good explanation. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's, it's unfortunate where it's, you know, the isolation and everything that you mentioned, it's easy. That, that's the easy route. And it's easy because you don't have to worry about folks challenging you. You don't have to worry mm-hmm. about the objections. You don't have to worry about the the stigma, which which is obviously something um, that we're all trying to tear down. But it's that is why that route is easy, because you don't have to worry about that. So where, when you did mention the strength comes when you do reach out for help, when you do take that first step, when you do walk through those doors, what we mean by that is, and again, I think you explained it great, perfectly, um, but it's what do we mean by that is you are allowing for yourself to receive judgment, um, to face the judgment. Now, let me, let me say that, face the judgment. You don't have to receive the judgment, but you will face the judgment. You will face the stigma, um, but you have to make sure that you continuously push forward because it's going to take a lot longer for us to continuously tear down this stigma to allow for folks to feel more comfortable to reach out but at the current moment, we have a lot more work to do. And so the strength comes from reaching out by saying, you know what? The judgment's going to come with it. But this is my life. This is only, I only got one. So whatever. I'm going to make sure that I'm OK. I'm OK. So my family's OK. And they receive the healthy, happy Monte so that we can move on. So that we can move on. Um, so it's it's just it's it's just it's sad, man. But again. Enough of that, man. Well, I want to. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, <laughs> picking, piggybacking off of that. Like, it's not that you're gonna make the right decision every time. It's that mm. you're gonna notice it, break that cycle, and then know what we can do better the next time. Like, that's it. True. That's that's the rub. That's the True. that's the growth aspect of it, and being compassionate to yourself. That, of course, like I'm feeling this. Of course, I I need help with this. Of course, like this is happening and then trying to make the, uh, the next best step that you can. Um, but you know, what you said about isolation being easy because nobody's there to challenge you. Like, yeah, yeah. That is something we don't think about, but like you just said something that is so true that on the surface, people might be, well, that's kind of harsh, but harsh realities are important. And that's one of, that's one of those realities that sure it could be a little bit harsh, but it doesn't make it wrong. It's the truth. Yeah, it is the truth. And one thing that I've appreciated about you, um, and you know, not to my own horn, but about myself as well is I don't sugarcoat it. I don't, the isolation is easy. You don't have to worry about being challenged. Um, you don't have to worry about changing your ways. Um, because again, because of the said challenges, and so that's why there is a significant amount of strength, strength in reaching out for help. And that's why people say that, why that, that you're strong for, for being vulnerable. Because for one, it's uncommon, unfortunately. And two, you know what's to come. You will have to peel back the layers. You will have to remember some of the trauma that you may or may not have experienced. 
you will have to address some of the mistakes that you've made while under the influence, or even if you weren't under the influence. All of that is about to come when you decide to step through that door. So that's the strength. That's the strength that we talk about. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't get to experience that because they fall victim, fall, fall victim all the way, six feet under, unfortunately, to their substance use disorder. And so that is why we speak about what we speak about. And so um, for you, RJ, I just want to say thank you, man, for continuing this journey, um, this message that we started back in 2020. um, And you have not strayed from it one bit. Um, And that's, that's, that's pretty cool to see, man. It is. <clears throat> it's one of those things where, you know, the the self growth. Like, I haven't done it yet, but I need to go back and listen to like those first five, six episodes, that we recorded, <laughs> and then listen to you know the last like three or four, and it's like, who? That's the same person. There's no way that's the same person. Like the not just the language, but like the the demeanor, the words. Yeah, uh, I said language, but like. You know what you mean? The energy that you can feel on the other side, like it's, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is a completely different, different the entire way around. I, that's that's the thing, and uh, it wouldn't have happened had we not started this. So I think that's, you know, if people go out and they, you know, want to listen to an episode or two, like, you know, if you listen to that first episode and then you listen to let's say episode 50 and then you listen to episode 100 and then like this one it's they're not the the same no. at all and it's unreal to uh to have those experiences so true i mean for one oh i'm sorry go ahead go ahead no i was just gonna just literally just chime in on that for one obviously the audio right i remember our first episode <laughs> i recorded it in your in, in your basement with some makeshift everything essentially and audio was off it was echoing but i think again as corny cliche or what have you as this may sound but that's 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 also part of the journey right too is when you first start your recovery journey you don't know what you're doing you have no idea you're just told to go to some meetings right or go to therapy okay great say some sayings um you know provide yourself with some affirmations every morning to you know to obviously work on your self-esteem Try to figure out more about your hobbies, things, exploring your identity, what you may love, what you don't like. You don't know what you're doing at first. But again, you continuously to develop that, continuously to, uh, to explore your identity, figure it out, figure out who you are. <clears throat> and you feel more comfortable. You just feel more comfortable in your skin and in your mission and on your journey. And so I think it's great that the first episode was botched <laughs> in a sense compared to now. And so it's kind of a... I think it kind of encompasses the entire thing, right? That way that we talk about. And really you learn the truth about the world. And that's the more people you talk to, the more perspectives you get. Mm. We all don't know what we're doing. We're all making it up as we go. Right. Like <laughs> I still don't know what the next step is, but I know that it's forward. That's all I know. Right. Mm. And you know, maybe it is sideways. Maybe it's not like, but it's just doing something and seeing if it works that doesn't involve numbing that doesn't involve you know using substances to escape or you know stories to escape or you know other 
vices that we might use to right. just like, uh, I'm not a big fan of reality right now. So I'm just going to run away. And that doesn't mean you can't do it sometimes. Everybody does it sometimes, but it means you can't do it constantly. And that's, that's where we, you know, find that we stop moving forward. So, and that's, what's so exciting, you know, yeah, the growth from that first episode to now yeah. personally, not just like the audio and how the show is and th- how the show changed so much as well. But it's like personally between the both of us, like how we talk, how we have conversations and how, um, you know, we get into the nitty gritty of daily life. That is right. something that we didn't do at the beginning that we barely did in the middle and, you know, has been slowly gaining more, but it's through talking and realizing that, Oh, I'm just kind of going through life surviving and there's more to life and I really want to thrive. So how Mm -hmm. can I thrive and hearing different perspectives from different people? Like that's where that, that kind of comes from. So I was going to ask you um, yep. about that. You talk about the different perspectives from multiple people, from different people. How important, obviously, I, I, I'm assuming I know the answer to this, but I'd love for you to elaborate on that. How important has it been to you um, literally creating this community around yourself? I mean, literally creating it. Like how, how, how just imperative has it been to, to your growth? Um, to everything. Hmm. I never thought about it from creating the community around me. Um, I've always thought about it, creating a community around sobriety and mental health and, you know, men's mental health and um, untapped keg as a whole. Like I've starting out, you know, we wanted the brand to be, front and center that still is the truth but like if i think about it we did start the community around us and me around myself like that's bold and it has been the second most important factor in my growth it's been one of it's been the vehicle like the most important vehicle of my growth is the podcast and hearing from other people, different perspectives of life, finding different books to look into um, people who can explain things at a level that I can grasp where I was, I can grasp more now and I can continue to grasp and just opening up doors to understanding what the more is to life. What is more to life out there? What is more to life to live? Is it just going to work, coming home, taking care of the kids and going to sleep? Like, no. Is it saving money for some time in the future where hopefully I have enough money and I can stop working for the rest of my life, but my body might be giving up on me? Hmm. No, that's not, that's not thriving. That's not living. That's surviving. Right. And what can I do to, move from just surviving to thriving in life. And that's taken a lot of different forms. Um, And it continues to evolve. It continues to be, you know, dancing in the kitchen, just cooking, no music on or not even cooking, just 
making tea or, uh, you know, changing every little thing in my life, whether it's how I dress, time I get up, exercise, types of exercises that I do, um, you know, what I do with my free time, who I talk to most often, mm-hmm. um, you know, what I'm eating in a given day, just trying new things and seeing if it sticks, you know, what I'm cooking, uh, how I cook it and what I'm watching, the media that I'm consuming, like all of this has changed and been so much different, like, especially this past year where it's like, I, you know, I'm doing everything at a different level fundamentally my internal narrative has completely shifted everything. What I say to myself when I look in the mirror, um, how often I brush my teeth, like little things like that. Uh, all of this like has been, okay, how, what can I do to see like, if it helps me to move forward with changes, helps them stick changes, these habits in my thoughts, how can I reframe things from like, you know, something that I used to say is if somebody says something that upsets me or hurts me, I would be like, well, who cares? And I've changed that to why should I care? Cause mm. who cares takes me out of it, but why should I care? Okay. Why should I personally care what they just said or how they conduct themselves or, you know, you can use it in almost every situation. Why should I care about this? And that has shifted how I'm looking at how people judge me. Why should I care? Or, you know, me judging other people. Why should I care what they're doing? What they're, you know, wearing? Are they hurting others? No. Okay. Should I really care about that? Probably not. That's a lot of wasted energy and brain space. And, or, well, what they said really hurt that person. That's why I should care because we are in this together nobody's here to, you know, intentionally upset you for you to turn around and feel like that's an attack on you, even though it had nothing to do with you. It's just a situation that sucks. And so, okay, I'm going to step in here and say, Hey, let's not talk to people that way. Let's teach. Let's give grace to ourselves, give compassion to ourselves. And then extend that to others and understand that if I get mad at somebody else, I might be mad at myself and I'm just taking it out on somebody else because what I'm seeing is like, I'm upset that you are treating me that way, but I kind of allowed you to treat me that way to begin with. So that's why you're treating me that way. So I'm really mad at myself for allowing you to treat me that way. (laughs) and there was and there's no way no way you you would have been able to explain that day one of untapped keg and nick right (laughs) there's no way i'd been able to explain it six months ago like (laughs) that's the and that's that's the thing like this started i didn't realize Mm -hmm. just how much growth i needed to do on myself and how this has opened up my perspective opened up different community, different connections, 
and leading me to understand like, if I don't have a connection with myself, I'm not going to be able to have a connection with somebody else because sure. I can have a conversation and I can care about you, but if I don't care about myself, that caring for you doesn't go very far. Absolutely. It's very simple. Yeah. You can't, you can't share a tool that you don't have. I mean, that's, that's really what it boils down to. So, so yeah, if you, if you, yeah, don't know how to love yourself, you have no self-love, how can you love someone else? Um, it's, it's, it's very straightforward, but it is a concept that millions struggle with. Um, and it, and, that's, and that's it can be difficult like, to grasp. Like it can be. why do, why do I have to love myself in order to receive love from somebody else or love somebody else? Like, and that's, that's the thing. Like I was about to hold it against my kids that they love me because why would they love such a piece of shit? Right. That thought literally went through my head as my kids were excited to see me. And that was when I was like, this is an issue. This is, this is how I viewed myself my entire life. Everything that has happened to me has been through a lens of I'm a piece of shit. So why would you care? Why would I accept or celebrate this? Why would, you know, everything is, was through that now. Okay. Am I at self-love? Not really, but I, I do have self-worth like, and I have understanding and compassion for myself. I'm still working to the self-love, but now I can connect with myself at a very deep level. I'm very honest with myself, like where emotions are coming from and uh, trying to work through those instead of just, well, I'm mad because you did this. Mm. Well, did they mean to do something that would make me angry? Like, did they mean to hurt me? Sometimes the answer is yes. But sometimes the answer is no, they did nothing. Why would I be upset at them for that? Oh, because I'm mad at myself or I have these unreal expectations for myself that I'm putting on other people that they'll never live up to and I'll never live up to. So I'm, you know, putting that on other people as well. It's like, this is, this is deep, deep level things that I need to look at and take out. doesn't mean that I'm always perfect because I am absolutely, I'm not, I'm still working on getting better, making these steps and strides, but I am better at finding the root and then trying to find what that, uh, the ultimate simplistic meaning of that is. <clears throat> I'm trying to I'm digesting that because I understand. I understand. So emotional intelligence is essentially wealth that we're speaking on here. Um, but I think it's more than that. So like emotional intelligence, in my opinion, from what I've learned over the past year, is a starting point, right? It's a starting point to understand what you're feeling. But it's somewhat overrated because you can have emotional intelligence and understand what you're feeling and being able to name it. But emotional maturity is understanding that you don't have to act on that emotion, that you can take that and you're feeling that and, but that doesn't have to control your life. 
Um, and honestly, the maturity is the words that you choose to use, uh, not just in your own mind, but with other people. Um, are you accepting of your own actions or are you still blaming others for mm-hmm. your emotions? Um, and I think that that's, that's the difference where I'm like moving on from emotional intelligence being what we should talk about. And we should really talk about emotional maturity. And, but I agree with you. Like it starts with emotional intelligence. It's the foundation in order to get to the maturity part. um, It's, it's a, it's a very important process an an extremely important process. um, That's, Obviously, I struggled with um, at a pretty late age, um, and so it's. No, I mean, honestly, I'm really glad that you shared all this because I've I've wanted to wanted to hop back on just to see how how it's been going because obviously we still have conversations off camera. Of course, we've been having conversations off camera for the entire time that I've been absent here. But uh, listening to how you speak about things now, again, compared to what it was before, there is a difference. There is a difference, and it's really refreshing to see that. Um, it is. I always talk about that stuff whenever I talk to people um, through work, or whether it's getting on stage and talking. Where it's it's always a, it's it, it feels good. It's 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 really an exciting period or moment, rather should I say, whenever I am speaking to someone who I can really tell who has experienced growth, um, because it helps me to. Whenever I look at myself in the mirror, whenever those bad thoughts come to my mind, where it's, uh, no, you're condemned for the rest of your life. Society is not going to allow for you to to grow or step outside the box. It's really exciting and rehabilitating in a sense to see other folks who may have been placed in a different box, but very similar box, ceilings at the same height, but is able to grow. Um, and so, so it's, it's, it's good seeing that stuff. Just wanted to share that. I appreciate that. It, you know, it shows you that path. Like here's another path that I could take, or, you know, especially if you're looking around and you're not sure next steps, it's like, Oh, this is something that I can, I can work on. And like, that's, that's really why I want to be so vulnerable with my journey and let people know like, Hey, I was here now I'm here. Mm. And like, this is what I did. But just understand, like, it's your journey. Like, you are not me. I am not you. What worked for me might work for you, but there might be differences. And so just understand that there's these differences. But here's a path that's that you could take or it might open up. Oh, I didn't think I could use, you know, that in that way. But I wonder if I could take that same skill and utilize it over here. And it's like you know, that is, that is like where I have found the most benefits in my journey is like hearing people talk about either a skill, um, and whether this is reading or documentaries, podcasts, guests on here, hearing them talk about a skill and then being like, I think I could apply that over here and that'll help me grow in this way. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but you know, you don't know, we say this all the time. You don't know what you don't know. And accepting that you don't know what you don't know with honesty and a willingness to be wrong. 
Like that's the vehicle right there that I got in a willingness to be wrong about myself, about life, about everything has really created the growth that you see, Mm. especially over this past year. Yeah. Oh, I might be wrong about that. Oh, I'm probably wrong about that. Oh, huh. I wonder if, uh, that could be right. Let me explore that and see if what I'm doing is just because I'm doing it and not because it's right. Um, but I'm saying it's right because I'm doing it that kind of thing. Right. Absolutely. So yeah, I've, like, yeah, you're absolutely correct with everything that you said. I just wanted to expound on it a little more. Of course. Of course. I think you did a good job. I mean, it's again, it's just, just to catch up, man. Just popping back in to see how it's been going. Obviously, I've been keeping tabs, of course, um, and, 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 and watching what I can. And it's been, it's been good, man. It's, it's obviously stressors, right? We still have all of our stressors. Daily stresses of work, um, as much as I love work, yeah, work can suck sometimes. Absolutely. Some days I don't feel like talking to anybody. Some days, some days I don't feel like leaving my leaving my place. Some days I don't feel like even showering at times. Uh, but, but of course, we have to do a lot of being, a, being an adult is doing a lot that you don't really feel like doing. Uh, and yeah. There's a quote. There's a quote, one of my favorite quotes, um, literally, it's, it's, and I don't think I've ever shared this before, uh, one of my all-time favorite quotes, let me pull it up, something that I sort of live by now after this, I, t- I kind of like to view it as period of rehabilitation, yeah, right, but I'm going to read this quote, and it goes like this, everyone must choose one of two pains, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. And it's unknown who came up with that quote, but I absolutely love that quote because um, I, I and, and, you know, my opinion, and we all have opinions, right? In my opinion, I find this to be very true because um, we're going to have our aches and pains throughout life um, forever until the end of time. That's how it is. Um, unfortunate events are going to pop up at the worst times. It's never at the right time, of course, because it's an unfortunate event. Um, so we will experience pain. Um but the pain that I would love to experience is discipline, right? As opposed to regret. Um, and I do have regrets now, but I want to make sure that these are my last regrets that I have forever um, until I'm in the ground. And so again, that's my quote. I absolutely love that quote. Um, I just wanted to share that. Just wanted to share that. Rather choose the pain of discipline and rather the pain of, dis- of, of regret. And so when I talk about that, my discipline is obviously, obviously, right? Refraining uh, or rather, um, staying away from the use of alcohol in a sense, uh, that has been huge in my life to get to where I'm at today. Good. We know that. But what else? What else? Waking up every single day and thanking my higher power for having another opportunity to better myself. Um, being a son, a friend, a father. Um, who knows if I'll be a partner here anytime soon. But uh, just making sure that I'm being disciplined in every single aspect of my life where my face pops up in front of people or I want to make sure that I'm there for them and just being disciplined. And yeah, I'm kind of on a ramble right now, but um, I'm just feeling good. I'm just feeling good. Life could be way worse. I'll say that. Well, and, I, you know, it's one of those things where I don't think you're <laughs> rambling. 
but where you get caught and you're like, well, what was I saying again? I think that just went on for too long. What was was I (laughs) Because you're absolutely right. Like, you know, the two pains of regret and, you know, I've been doing a lot of soul work and spirit and life and connecting my mind to my body and that third piece that's in there and you know, it's in there, but you don't know what it is and, you know, learning to surrender to things that happen outside of your control. So instead of trying to control outcomes, it's put yourself in position to receive an outcome, right? But then be adaptable and flexible with what does happen because there's unforeseen circumstances that a you have no control over. And if you try to control it, you end up driving yourself to a point where you can't function and you don't even realize you're getting to that point because you're trying so hard to hold on. And as you're trying so hard to hold on, things start slipping through your grasp even more, but understanding that pain comes with living life It's just, do you want that pain to be, to lead to something on the other side to Mm. accept that that is going to happen? Or do you want to try so hard to push that pain away that you're just living in fear of that pain instead of I'm in pain right now so that tomorrow I can take a step forward and I can wake up and instead of saying, what do I have to do today? You know, I could say, I wonder what fun I can have today. I wonder what I can make today have some laughter. What, who can I make laugh today? What can I do for myself today? It doesn't have to be, you know, what joys can I create today or what do any of that, but just looking at living life and understanding that there's never a point where you're just done. No, never. And so instead of hiding, pushing away, fearful that, oh, I just want to get to a point where I'm just done. um, Instead, just create something for yourself. Well, that's five minutes of self-care, listening to a song that you love, listening to a podcast, listening to, you know, so going outside and listening to the wind, going for a five minute walk, like creating some time out to just do something for yourself that you know you need. Self care, go to bed earlier, wake up later, something like that. That you can say, I need to be kind to myself today this way. So maybe it is having that extra sweet. Maybe it's not having that sweet. It could be both. It, you know, that's, that's the thing. Like every circumstance needs that context that we talk about. Of course. And so give yourself the context you would allow others to have. So that way you can give yourself compassion. Absolutely. I think, I think you nailed that, especially the create. Uh, I'm huge on that. I'm huge on art. Um, all forms, of course. Uh, and I think that's extremely important for folks who are in recovery. Um, create. 
create. And that's what it is, whether it's, it's you playing an instrument, right? Pick up an instrument and you're learning it or, or paint or just like what you said, right? Go for a walk or stuff like that. You're creating a pattern, right? Create a pattern for yourself where you're getting fresh air, where you're getting exercise, where you are flooding your brain with, with activity, right? So when you're walking and thinking and looking at the birds and listening and all that stuff where create time for yourself. And again, I'm, I'm beating a dead horse here because you just explained it extremely eloquently. And I, I just think that people who are on this journey, you have to create something for yourself. Um, and throughout that process as well, just like we talked about many a times on this show where it's, it's you start to develop new passions that you had no idea that you that you enjoyed, that you now enjoy, that you could have enjoyed before, but that substance was obviously taking that away from you. And so it's 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 a beautiful journey. And when I when I always say that, I always say it's a beautiful journey because you are literally exploring yourself, exploring yeah. your identity, exploring who you are, because addiction takes that away from you. And so it's 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 like you're living again, as cliche as that may sound, is very true. Um, and if you can look at it that way, view it that way. You know, hopefully you add longevity to this journey. And back to that create too, you get to create the life you want. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not waiting for the life to come to you that you want. You're creating the life that you want. It's it's awesome. It's 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 pretty cool. It's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool stuff. I mean, I yeah. This is good. So this is good. Let's bring back some feelings just from doing this weekly and right. feeling those feelings again. <laughs> um, you know, if people wanted to keep up with you months, where could they find of course. you? Of course, obviously my social media pages, um, Monte Ball 28 on Twitter, Monte Ball on Instagram, Facebook as well. Um, pretty easy to find me. Um, even LinkedIn, Monte Ball Jr. on LinkedIn. And um, and again, they can reach out to you if they want to get in touch with me. Um, so the untapped cake pages as well. Um, and, and, and I don't think that I want to be completely gone from untapped cake. Um, I would love to can pop in once in a while like this, maybe once a month, um, maybe twice a month, who knows? It's very simple to do. Um, and just continues to provide my support, um, any, any way that I can, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah, it. So yeah. go, go follow months. Uh, one last thing, if you yeah, want yeah. to leave people with one last thing to take away from this episode, what would, what do you want it to be? Um, from this episode, I would have to just, just what I said there towards the end. Um, and, and again, as we always talk about, right, there's a million ways up the hill. Um, but I do believe that a majority of those who, who are on top of the hill, um, have utilized this where it's you have to create something for yourself. Um, this journey allows for you to explore your identity. So create something for yourself. Develop a new passion. Music is huge. Music is huge for folks who are in recovery. We all know that. Explore that some more. Maybe pick up an instrument. Maybe go to some concerts. Maybe write music. Um, and again, that may, that's not the only route, but again, it's art. I think art is huge for folks in recovery. Um, People are in recovery because we we have scars, we have pain, um, we've done some things that we regret. Um, and I think art is a beautiful way of expressing it without actually saying it. And so that that that's my message. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, this has been Untapped Keg podcast where we explore different perspectives of sobriety and mental health so that you can take something and implement it into your own life. Here, we believe that there's only one right way to sobriety. That's the way that works for you. So you can find us, Untapped Keg, all social media platforms. If you reach out, I will get back to you. TikTok is actually Untapped Keg RJ. So um, for now, and then, uh, yeah, go to untappedkeg.com slash community. Join that community. Uh, there's some really great discussions going on uh, about, you know, new hobbies that you have found, uh, things that you use to ground yourself when you're having a tough time. Um, and then leave an affirmation. You could be part of the show, just like, you know, we had earlier a listener of the show, or maybe it's somebody who came through as a guest and came back and, uh, has also posted in the community. So those are also there and, you know, it's off social media and it can be anonymous. So you don't have to leave your voice. You don't have to post with any username at all, if you don't want to. And that was very important to me. So untappedkeg.com slash community. I look forward to connecting with you and I appreciate all of you being here. I appreciate you know, you especially who took, you know, so much pride in what we were doing and helping me on my path months. And, uh, that no, has not been, <laughs> that has not been lost on me. So, uh, I appreciate it. And I appreciate when you reach out too. And, um, sometimes I need that because I get so focused that I get the blinders on that. I forget that I can also reach out. So, that is also all good, man. I got love for you today at a time, man. You know that, you know that, you know, it's right back. Absolutely. Let's be better tomorrow than we were today. Cause at least we don't make it. We tried have a great week, everybody. I love you.